Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level, high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Katarina Von Maydell. She helps business leaders build disruptive business models and define key leverage points to create powerful change and impact using a process of systemic, organizational, and human evolution. I have Claire Schwartz. She's a grief coach and trauma healing expert, demystifying and destigmatizing grief and trauma healing, working with individuals, organizations, and families. And I have Laura Agrafi. She is a strategy and design consultant for the health and wellness industry. The question I have, this is a part two, how have you functioned in a dysfunctional workplace? Claire, would you like to share your story first? Sure. Well, I spent many years working in the legal and financial worlds in New York. Very high pressure and often very toxic. It's, it's very fast. Everything is demanding of your time, your energy, and your focus. And everything else can sort of get flushed down the toilet. Balancing out self-care becomes not optional. Being able to put down the work environment, the work energy when you get home, even just to be able to turn the dial down when you get home, when you, or in my case, when you get off the train and you have a walk home, that's, that was always my decompression time. Obviously that's New York centric answer. In the long term, some places do become too toxic to manage. I'm extraordinarily fortunate that I was able to make choices as I moved around those worlds to try to find better environment, but to constantly be striving for something healthier and more balanced. Organizational things can get very stressful because they're tied to your livelihood. So you have to make very careful decisions get a lot of advice, get a lot of support and realizing that you are not the only one dealing with this and uh, making community with other grounded folks to find solutions together. Laura, would you like to go next? I agree with Claire what she said about community. My experience was five years in my previous role as an admin. It was a very toxic environment, a lot of responsibility and a lot of abuse both from the boss, from the manager, but also from customers that I was I was dealing with. So it was a two side stories there. But um, what I can share is something that I've realized quite um, recently when I was talking with my therapist is that the reason I chose to stay in this environment, even though I had other options, was because for me, pain was the center of my whole life before. So naturally, I just didn't even second guess what was happening to me. So it took me almost five years, four years and a half to understand the impact that was on my health, on my social Mm -hmm. life, and to to realize that this is not okay. So I had plenty of options. I was educated, but my reality looked different. So when I started to work on myself and discover that it was very hard for me to to switch it on on this healthy lifestyle that everybody's talking about, but it was really hard to embrace it because I never known this before and I didn't think I deserved this. Even now, like I'm feeling a bit emotional because it's a work in progress, obviously, but I came so far from where I started and I can't realize for other people who have less options than me or are in situations that financially speaking, they they are not able to live how it must feel for them. It's horrible. It's 
uh, it's not something that anybody should go with through this and um, I agree with Claire when she says that I think the best advice is seeking for help seeking for maybe if you're not ready to go to a psychologist first just uh, try to find people uh, around you that uh, share the same ideas or share the same experience to validate your experience first because that's very important mm -hmm. if you don't have that validation you're going to keep choosing that and I remember this when I was talking with my therapist that I told him that I felt that I was trapped in um, a cage mm -hmm. nobody put me there I put myself everybody mm -hmm. from the outside thought that I had this perfect life the door was always open but I never could get out for me it was mm -hmm. closed mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that I think I will always remember it's a lesson for life uh, and um, it's very important to to seek for that validation wherever you can find it just go for it thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that Laura Katerina it's such an important point that you raised Laura I'm sure it will be unpopular with a lot of people to say that we are the makers of a lot of dysfunction we have a role in it as well and that's a really painful thing to have to come to acknowledge because given how much pain has been inflicted on us and everybody can say that mm -hmm. it's hard to then recognize that we probably were complicit in that to some extent and maybe we inflicted pain on other people we may not have intended to but we did and i think a lot of the people who have inflicted pain on me i would say the majority of people who inflicted any pain on me they didn't intend to right there's a very rare number of people where i think they are actually was intent so given the fact that all of us are kind of conditioned you know there's gender elements but i don't think it's limited to gender um there's different types of backgrounds that we come from where we've just sort of been taught to suck it up whatever that would mean and where we come from the only thing that's different is what we're expected to to live with or to tolerate or whatever mm -hmm. in my journey so i come from a pretty abusive background i've been very comfortable with abusive backgrounds i've loved being in a lot of those abusive backgrounds i've really genuinely loved being in a lot of them the very dysfunctional mm -hmm. environments mm -hmm. they were high powered it was really smart people it was it was fun but there also was a lot of damage that was being done, not just to us personally, but also to what was being done to other people um, through the work that we were doing. And so what I had to do was learn to really love myself, accept myself. Laura, you or Claire, I don't remember who said it, self-worth, really yeah. believing that we're worth it. And that's a really remarkably hard journey to go on to really genuinely love and respect ourselves is really hard. But as I learned to just truly fundamentally believe that I'm enough, which doesn't mean I can stop working. It just means I can work to become better, not necessarily to work to become acceptable. Mm -hmm. And the more that I can learn to become that person who, who genuinely loves herself um, and accepts herself, I attract different people. I attract different environments. I resonate with different environments. Like really, I think our world is really in trouble and especially in North America, we have really fundamental social problems. But I actually really, truly believe that we have to start with ourselves to heal ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And then we can start creating new alternatives for other people. And we can start aligning with the people that are also coming from this place of self-love and self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. That whole idea of wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Like if I look back at my first three light-collar professional jobs, and the dysfunction that was in them 
Some of that was because those were the organizations, the, the environments that I was comfortable in. And so I kept making bad choices. Mm -hmm. The best advice I was ever given was, Robin, you are resilient. Stop making decisions that make you prove it. <laughs> and when they first said that to me, I was so angry. I was like, look at this mess. Look at how toxic this is. How are you possibly saying this is my fault? And they said, because you are choosing to be there. And that I think was the hardest thing. And I, I think Laura, you said it, Claire, you said it, and Katerina, you hinted to it, but the idea that you have to work on yourself. And that doesn't mean you have to go pay a lot of money for therapy. And it doesn't mean that you have to go and like complain to your friends all the time, but you have to be willing to say, this may not be my fault, but this is my problem. And I need yeah. to do what I can to fix it. And that means Yes, deal with the toxicity in the moment and do what you have to do to support your family and your loved ones, but grow and growing mm -hmm. is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. But once you get to the point when you look back, like I can look back at the toxicity and how much I've grown and be like, oh, I've come a long way. And then I shared this off camera. I'll share it here. I recently had someone say to me, Robin, why do you always come second? And I'm like, I don't come second. I'm enough. I come first sometimes. And he started making a list and he said, look, you do this. That's you putting yourself second. You do this. That's good. And he went down a list to the point that I was like, naughty words. You're not to say allowed to say on recording. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, you, the three of you as my friends and you, the people listening to this, it's a lifelong journey to get from how do I function in dysfunction? Yeah. Because first you have to stop choosing dysfunction. So yeah. that is our 10 minutes. I'm going to cut us off there. I am so thankful to the three ladies who are here for sharing their stories in this and the previous conversation. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.